Banana Bunch, another episode of the Jungle Gyms podcast is upon us. Episode 23. I actually can't believe I've already done 23 episodes. That's 23 weeks of the show. Thanks for sticking around. Welcome back, of course. I appreciate you all listening. And of course, I've got a fun one for you this week. I'll be joined today by returning guest Jimmy B, as well as Somalia Michael B, a lot of Bs this week, to tease you all into the world of sake, as on February 26th, which is a Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. here in the Fairfield store, we're going to be doing our sake to me uh, tasting event. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word tasting there, uh, but I thought it would be a lot of fun if we could all learn a little bit about sake before trying to take on the big event this weekend. Like I said, it's a little teaser, a little sampling, right? a little try before you buy, baby. Uh, you know, and, and I should mention this too here. We've been ramping up our video production stuff lately. So if you actually really want to be a part of the action, you got to go to YouTube. Okay. We've got a lot of YouTube. I'm trying to build the YouTube presence out. I think we, you know, we're such a visual store that it makes a ton of sense to me. Not, not that I'll stop releasing the audio version for all of you listening out there, but I think it'll be fun to see this stuff in action. So you can actually really easily access our YouTube by heading to junglegyms.com slash WJJI and clicking the link towards the bottom of the page it's super easy and then we've got two links we got for like the podcast playlist and there's one for the taste test when we release those separately so subscribe to those all this stuff like i said i want to make it super easy for you and you know what else is easy yeah i can hear all the longtime listeners groaning uh i still haven't hit the hundred reviews i wanted to but we're only about 20 away which means that we are incredibly close What's it going to take? You know, I, I've already bathed in chili for all of you, so that's already off the table. As you may know, if you're a repeat listener to the show, and if you're new, you're going to find out today. Reviews and, of course, downloads, thus people listening and subscribing to the show, uh, that helps us succeed and rank higher in all of these podcast charts. And I want to be the number one food podcast. You know what? More importantly, I want to be the number one arts and culture podcast because it's about food, but you know, we're, we're doing more than that here on a regular basis. And, you know, I should mention reviews and downloads are important. And also, if you have the option to subscribe to us, subscribe properly, uh, you should do that as well because that counts and it lets me track and see what all that good stuff. I see you all listening. I know you're all over the country. We, you know, obviously a lot of you here in the Cincinnati area, but you're all over the world. It's kind of wild to me to watch. And the idea that people are listening in other countries, I I knew it was uh, doing well when I saw uh, that we were the number one food podcast in Jordan. So thank you, everybody in Jordan that's supporting the show. Seriously, I thought that, was so, that was literally the coolest thing that happened to me so far here. And I work in a place where cool things happen all the time. That's why I'm here. I'm one of the cool things. Anyway, to those of you who've already written reviews, subscribed, all that good stuff, I want to let you know that I am so appreciative of all of you who have taken the time to do that. I know it doesn't take super long, but it really means a lot to me that you would actually support me and the show this way. It's really cool of you. Pat yourselves on the back, and don't worry, in the future, I'm trying to figure out ways that I can kind of give back to all of you for loving me, too. So I'll figure it out. If you have suggestions, you can let me know. All right, so before I get to the entree on today's episode... Let's just hang out for a second, shall we? And if you don't want to hang out, that's cool. 
I mean, it's not cool, but I'll, I'll, I will emotionally learn to deal with it. But more importantly, you can skip ahead uh, to the main part of the show if you'd like using the time code I leave in the show notes for you. Okay. So I've got a few things I'm cooking up though, and I want to talk about some upcoming episodes. For example, next week, I've got a whole Cajun episode planned for you all. Now, as you may remember, if you've listened to the show before, my pal Jim from International will come on by occasionally and talk to me about our discovery section. If you're new, our discovery section is super cool. There's a big display for it at the Eastgate store and here in Fairfield, you can find it near the registers. Each month, we pick a different theme, usually based on a country and their food products. Sometimes it's just a specific food product, all of that good stuff. Uh, some highlights since I've started, for example, have been India, Germany, we did coffee, and this month we're focusing on Cajun food, especially because Mardi Gras is coming up next week, the fattest of all Tuesdays. That's literally what it means if you didn't take high school French like me. Mardi is Tuesday. Gras means fat. It's a version of the word, and you can say it other ways too, but this is not me teaching you languages. This is me teaching you about food. So when you when it comes to discoveries, We've got all kinds of cool stuff here, right? The team that works on discoveries led by Jim, they like to find all kinds of stuff. So yeah, you might walk by and be like, oh, maybe I've seen one of these brands before, but I guarantee, and I hate to say it that way because it feels like I'm doing a bit, but I guarantee you will not find the entire product line the way that we carry it. You know, that's what we like to do. It's like, we'll grab, yeah, it's like, oh, I like this uh, Cajun Island brand. We're not just gonna carry the one product. We're gonna carry all of the products so you can try them all and find out what you like. So yeah, you gotta come in, check it out, come shop with me. I mean, I guess we don't have to shop at the same time. I can just hang out while you shop or you can just come when I shop. Whatever works for you, I'm pretty flexible. Anyway, the point is, we're gonna actually do another Cajun food demo. Oh, it's an, another food demo, the first Cajun food for me, uh, as well as a conversation for next week's show. So in the meantime, what I would tell you is, come on out to the store, grab some stuff, play with some of the recipes that we've got on our discovery site on junglegyms.com, get prepared, and then next week you can tune in and watch us make some of the stuff and eat some of it in the studio. I think we're just eating it, actually. Don't quote me. And we're going to find out. Some of, some of the fun for me is that I'm like, you're bringing in a restaurant tour slash chef slash expert on this. Great. You know what? I'm going to let them kind of do their thing. And then I'm going to make sure I don't get in the way. <laughs> oh, and before I go further, I got another voicemail. Thank you all for calling hotline. Uh, and I wanted to uh, play this. This is about a bit that we did a couple weeks ago. And I thought you should check it out. Here we go. Hello, Mark. This is Emma Garvey. I was listening to one of your podcasts, and I could not help but fundamentally disagree with you of your description of Triscuits. The texture, the quality, everything about what you said just seemed a little off to me. They really are a wonderful snack for the poor. There's like over 30 flavors or something, and I would encourage you to broaden your palate. And also stop being so short-sighted. Uh, anyway, love the podcast. Let's keep up the good work. Hey, thanks so much for calling in and thank you for leaving the voicemail. And you know what? You're right. I will happily keep a more open mind when it comes to Triscuits and other snacks in the future, especially snacks that look like the couches my family owned in the late 1980s. 
If you want to reach out to me this way, you can call the hotline at country code one, area code 513-674-6855. Or if you don't want to have your voice read and you just want to still reach out to me, shoot me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com. Now, I've been doing my best to try and hide this, but if you've heard me munching at all in the background of the show today, it's because I've been snacking on these legitimately giant sunflower seeds that we got in from South 40 Snacks. So Jungle calls me up the other day and is like, have you seen these sunflower seeds? They're huge. And he's all excited about it. And I love it. And I'm like, oh, I like sunflower seeds. I'm going to go check these out. So I went downstairs. I run into AJ and Produce. He's like, hey, these are the sunflower seeds. You got to try these out too. Everybody's super hyped about it. And you know what? They weren't lying. These sunflower seeds are easily two to three times the size of any other average sunflower seed I've ever seen. And they're delicious. And even more fun, they're grown in Israel. So that way we can ensure there's a little international flair too. Now, I'm I'm also bringing these up because we're going to do some fun stuff in store around them. There's a little contest we're brewing where you all will have the chance, and I'm saying it weird so that you get more excited as we go, to win some Jungle Gyms gift cards, some of the Sunflower product itself, as well as other things. We're working on all the details as we speak, but get ready for more of those details on this contest in the coming weeks. But the point is, I really just hope to run into all of you playing along. It'll be fun. I can't play along. I actually know the answers to the questions they'll be asking you. <gasps> There's questions involved. I know. It's going to be fun. I'm trying not to spoil it while also making sure that if I spoil it incorrectly, I didn't do it that way. Okay. With that all out of the way, on to the entree. Now, as I mentioned last week on the show, that's a hint for you to go download last week's episode, we've got a ton of stuff going on in the beer and wine department lately. On Friday, February 25th, we release our second beer in the Road to the Jungle beer series that we collaborated with 50 West Brewing on. And then on Saturday the 26th, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're doing a sake tasting event with all kinds of food and other fun stuff coming up. So in preparation for this, I had that real where I was like, I don't know anything about sake, except that it's made from rice. And that sometimes prior to the doing this episode, I pronounced it sake because I'm a dirty American. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're all trying to learn together, right? So what I did is I reached out to two of the smartest people I know in the building, Somalia Michael B and Jimmy B to help me navigate this new world in hopes that all of you will join me at the tasting on Saturday. I'll actually be out there with my microphone to chat with any of you who are out there and willing to talk to me about what you think about the event, maybe what you learned, so we can put it on the show next week as well. And you know me, I love doing these events. I always have fun. I did the wine tasting, or excuse me, the wine walkabout a couple episodes back. That was a lot of fun. I met another person named Mark, and we always bond whenever that happens. That's always a good time. And I want to have fun with all of you too. So with that said... Let's dive into the tasting, shall we? All right, everyone. Uh, so in the WJJI studio with me today is Somalia Michael B. And I've also got Jimmy B joining me again. And I'm Mark B. So there's a lot of Bs happening today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many B3s. Bs. <laughs> well, so today, the reason I wanted you guys to come in, I know we've got the uh, Sake to Me event coming up on the 26th here at Fairfield. That's going to be from 1 to 3 in the beer and wine department. And we're going to have uh, several really high-end sake experts joining us. Uh, Laura Landall from Vintage Distributors, Mary Horn, Director of Education for Heidelberg Distributing, and Joe Lefkin, Regional Sales Manager for Cutting Edge. 
Amazing. So yeah, it's a quite the experience. I've heard at least two of those names repeatedly. So I'm excited about that. And I, you know, I always say this, but this is me trying to be the avatar for the audience who my uh, extensive knowledge of, of sake comes to the hot stuff they send you at Benihana, for example. And I know that's not the end all be all. So it's not even the beginning. So, <laughs> I mean, I think we should just start. What is sake? So sake is, um, Interesting. It's kind of a, a hybrid brewing experience. They use um, enzymes to break down koji rice a little bit to get the glucose released. Then they add water and uh, yeast. And the yeast can be different. It varies. But they, each producer has their own yeast, kind of like bourbon. And you end up with um, the yeast eating the sugars released from uh, the enzymes that break down the rice a little bit. And... Um, there you go. It ends up between 15 and 19% alcohol, which is a little bit higher than wine traditionally. Wow. But um, it's brewed, but also uh, fermented. Oh, baby. That was yeah. a lot. Yeah. It was That's a, a lot. start. So it's more, I, it's more like a beer in a way, in a sense. Well, no, it, it has the initial, like beer has that same initial process, but then it goes through multiple stages that I'm not really cognizant of because I don't drink beer. Sorry for and um, <laughs> internal drama. It, it's, it's much. It's called rice wine, and because after that initial uh, uh, molding process, where the the enzymes break down the rice, so the glucose is released. It's just like wine. Fermentation okay. is yeast eating sugar and okay. making alcohol. So it kind of starts in a beer world of like a grain mm -hmm. being broken down, right, and that transitions to more of a wine process. Exactly right. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. Okay. I feel like I've heard a lot about that process here, too, because I think that sort of sounds similar to what they were doing with the koji with the soy. Then we talked to Sin Soy a few months back, if I'm not mistaken. They're like some of that soy process is very similar here. It's yeah. very interesting to me. When you said koji, that made me think, so that's that specific mold that... Well, no, that, that's the rice. Okay, the, that's the, the type the, of rice. The, the rice, there's different kinds of rice you can use, but uh, like Yamadashiniki, which we're going to talk about a little bit. But essentially, it's just, you know, rice mixed with enzymes. The enzymes... Uh, start to break the rice down. That releases the glucose because there's no sugar released until you do that. So there's nothing to ferment. And then once that happens, you know, okay. add the yeast and there we go. We're off and running. And like you mentioned earlier that if you just put rice in water, nothing's going to happen. No, that's... You, you need to get that process to open up the grains a little yeah, bit. You have to have the start. Okay. Very cool. And, and then, you know, when it comes to, to sake, the thing that differentiates the different sakes is how much of the outside of the rice grain you polish off, anywhere from 30% uh, of it up to over 50%. And that just changes the flavor because the outside uh, has a little bit of uh, oh, rougher flavors, umami flavors. And then if it gets closer to you know, the pure rice, the daiginjo, that's the, the center of the, of the rice kernel, mm. you know, the style of the sake changes. It becomes, um, well, depending on what you add to it, what kind of yeast you use, anywhere from more floral to drier. I mean, you can make it anywhere from like lightly sweet to extra dry, but you know, okay. it's and a decision made by the, cool. the, the brewers. And that's probably a lot of the expense comes from like the more rice you polish, the more time it takes to polish, the less physical thing you have to make something from. It exactly more right. It's more expensive because you're shaving off so much. Exactly stuff. right. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm like, now I'm carb loading with it, uh, knowledge right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I mean, and then I would say like, why are we even doing this sake event is sake kind of question. misunderstood in america i mean I, I know it's been in america for many 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 years yeah. and it still seems well, most most americans 
heard about Saki. I, I believe this sincerely. Most Americans, when they're younger, they heard about Saki because they watched a James Bond movie. And he's like, oh, Saki should be served at 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. BS. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, yes. Most Saki, good Saki, is served uh, chilled or over ice. Or at huh. least, you know, not at room temperature and certainly not warm. Only the, the less expensive sake is served, you know, in a heated condition. Is there a reason why they serve the less expensive sake in a heated way? Is that kind of a... The only way you can choke it down. I, and that's kind of what I was expecting, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made me want to roll into some of the sake etiquette, too, because I know we all have different glasses on display here, and I know we've yeah. got a fairly traditional carafe and glass setup. Is there any rhyme or reason to the way that we should be drinking it? I have a wood cup, by the way. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> as silly as that sounds, I'm, very, I'm a simple pleasures guy. No, no, no. I mean... That's actually, that's very nice. It's, it's beautiful. When, we, when we're, we're doing this tasting, we're going to be using traditional Western wine glasses okay. because we want to get the bouquet. We want to get you know, all the different characteristics of the sake. And we're not going to be serving warm sake. Uh, it's all going to be uh, uh, higher quality from, from the get-go. Sure. So we're not looking at trying to you know, cover the entire gamut from like inexpensive warm sake to... Uh, the most expensive. We're just going to focus on like the middle tier and up. Okay, I'm into that too. So, so this traditional sake cup is again the traditional way to drink it. But if you want to experience more of what's in there, all the flavors and stuff, these Western style wine glasses let you swirl the. Yeah, swirl you'll get the, the sake. Bou- you'll get the bouquet. You'll get the florals. Okay, um, it's. I don't. I don't want to take a half ounce sip of something. I. I I don't mind having a little more in my glass. So this provides a lot more experiential element, but as it, far is, as it isn't changing yes. the traditional way that sake is drank. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with traditional sake uh, carafes and, and cups, nothing at all. In a, in a high-end Japanese restaurant, I think that would be lovely, you know? But also if I'm, if I'm having like, you know, a $40 bottle of Jinmai Daiginjo, I might ask for a wine glass. Got it. Okay. That's really have, cool. And, and one, we have two different styles of wine glasses. You were telling me that you prefer the. Sh- I like the, I like the, the champagne. champagne flute because the 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 aromas are are very subtle on sake. There's it's not going to be like a knock you on your behind kind of thing, like a moscato or a an buttery oaky chardonnay or something. So that focuses the the bouquet. If you have a little bit of sake in your glass, that'll focus the bouquet. So you can get a really you know uh, clear picture of what the sake is offering. So small, yeah. So just for the audience listening, so the smaller the aperture of the top of the wine glass, the more you're focusing the the bouquet of the wine, the smell exactly. of the wine. That's a oh, whatever. What do we have in your glass? Yeah. It feels like there's a bit of a trade off too, because I'm assuming with the wider opening there, I love that you used aperture. By the way, that made yeah. me so happy. Uh, <laughs> but with the wider one, I'm assuming that allows maybe a little more development. Is that is that a correct? Did I learn enough from our previous wine session? Well, and I will tell you. Um, I'm not an expert on sake. I enjoy sure. it. I know enough about it to be dangerous. But um, <laughs> when it comes to wine, you That's need to bond. oxygenate the wine. Bond, you need to get some, some oxygen into it. And really just yeah. uh, that swirling really opens up a different uh, flavor compounds available in the wine. Okay. In sake, there's less of that mm-hmm. to me. But I'm sure that you know one of the, the experts is going to be here on the Sakatumi event on Saturday We'll uh, clarify that for me. Oh, that sounds Probably good. We'll make sure. We'll butt. check with Laura and Mary and everybody. I think yeah. that should be a good idea. So this one is basically no focusing because it actually opens the other way. Mm-hmm. 
This one is a lot of room here to maybe it's almost maybe too much. I might we. Might I feel like the wood one is, is more of a, a uh, an old school um, experience. For sure. You know. That's why we got them both. We'll be trying. That's right. Yeah. From both, I figure I'm going difference. full old school today. Right. So I'm Will Ferrell screaming. And we don't have a wine glass for you. Well, that would oh, I actually have one. I took it out so I could be a little different from everybody okay, else. Okay, because you might want to compare them and be like, ooh, okay, Yeah, cool, that's what great. I was thinking. I, uh, one last question because I know we joked about this before we started, but uh, there's a charming bucket on the table here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a few wine tastings with you now. Um, let's talk to the audience about that. So everybody that's not watching the video version, uh, it's a large plastic bucket. It, but I think no, Mike, you can just a dump that. bucket. Okay. Um, it has a, a, a swirling area on top. You spit into it so it, it doesn't splash out, supposedly. And it's just for people who, um, if you're tasting a lot of different things, you do not want to like drink an entire bottle of wine <laughs> one ounce at a time, trying different things. So it's it's a way to uh, spit, expectorate, you know, just some place to. Uh, deposit the wine that you're not going to swallow that you tasted. <laughs> and I love that you're trying to be really polite yeah. about it. And I'm sitting here like, oh, the spittoon is having the best PR glow up of 2022. <laughs> so, but that's important though. If you do go to a wine tasting, you're just supposed to try the wine. You don't have to finish the, don't feel like you have to throw it back no, we, finish the wine yeah. to get your next ounce We absolutely pour. have no desire to see somebody uh, no. come in and get blasted. That's not the idea at all. It's oh, yeah. a, right. a little bit of a learning experience. See what you like. And, um, Get a little bit of education and have fun. Yeah, take a sip. Say, I kind of like it. Not, not sure. Dump it. Boom. You move right. on to the next wine, the next table. So that way you can cover a lot of ground and you don't dull your senses. That's really what it's, well, other than getting drunk. But you, if you're there to taste, <laughs> you don't dull your senses because you'll be right. shot after the first couple of tables. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what they call it, a tasting, not a party in a warehouse. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Which, cool. if you want to do that too, that'll be next week's episode. <laughs> when the cameras go off, we'll have a party. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So where would you recommend, uh, you know, I keep going. I oh, feel let like, me, let me oh, just please. interject. Um, How dare you? Jimmy, Jimmy said, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy said, what's the point of this? And the point is we have the best sake selection yes, really you. literally in the, in the state. I mean, I was Maybe talking, I was talking Maybe. to a sales rep and uh, they're one of the major distributors of sake in, in Ohio. And uh, the two jungle gym stores, uh, sell a significant majority of all the sake sold in the state of Ohio for his company, Pretty cool. Pretty for his cool. brand that he represents. I've been hearing that over the years from many different people that our sake selection is just off the charts. So we are selling a lot of sake in the store. We, you do have an opportunity as a customer to experience sake that you're not going to find anywhere else. There's a, so we want to have these events to just keep educating people so they can take advantage of all the selection. Mm -hmm. And Jungle Gym um, was uh, nice enough to host a sake training event and uh, TJ, Thomas Askren, Michael Schwartzman, Ferdinand Schneed, myself, all got uh, certified from the Wine Spirits Education Trust in Saki. Just because it's an important part of what we do. And you know, we all love what we do here. And just education is, is part of it. So everyone knows about SOMS and all the wine certification, but there's a whole separate Saki certification. Well, yeah, the, the Wine Spirits Education Trust is um, based in London. And they're like, uh, for like retail training, they're really kind of the top of the, uh, of the beer, wine, spirits pyramid. Okay. So they have a sake section. Like they, have a, they have a specialized course. sake section. Okay. That's so cool. And so we had some, we had some representatives. Or yeah, we had, we had a, a training uh, person from the Wine Spirits Education Trust came to Cincinnati 
and Jungle Gyms Eastgate hosted the training event, uh-huh. and um, we had four members of the team at Jungle Gyms two at Eastgate, two at uh, Fairfield, who got certified. Were there other people? Was it open to the city? Anyone else? Oh yeah, there were. There was about twenty other wine okay, professionals great. there from uh, wholesalers and such that great. were part of the education program who also got certified. Well, cool. if they took made the, the training class. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's really cool. I think that's fun because to me, Jungle Gyms is such an experiential store anyway. And I think it's fun to hear things like that is that, you know, we're not just here to have fun, weird adventures, but there's like an educational angle too, which is kind of what I like about the show, right? That's why we're doing this, right? It wasn't so I could get blasted at 11 o'clock right. in the morning. <laughs> uh, again, next week's episode. But um, I think that, no, I think that's so cool. I kind of want to start going to those classes now. I'll be, I'm going to be the ultimate yeah. expert by the time yeah. I leave. This is really my, me. Deleton. Ultimate Deleton. <laughs> me coming to join the Jungle family was really just a trick to get you all to get me incredibly certified, and then, you know, I'll disappear one day. <laughs> all right, so uh, on a more serious note, um, where would we start in this world? Well, so there, there are five main styles, but about seven different things you're looking for. The base sake. Uh, this is, if you're in Japan, most of the sake is this sake. It's futsushu. Okay. And um, this one you can serve warm or chilled. This is the, the only sake we have that's uh, in that category, futsushu. Okay. We have uh, some that's it's even more base than this. Uh, and that's, that's like uh, ozeki or shochikobai base sake. And that's, you know, around... Nine dollars a bottle. Okay, and that one I would serve warm. If somebody says they're looking for a sake served warm. It's easy to recommend that one because it's inexpensive and it's it's okay that way. Yeah, okay, so this is so this, this is, is a like, step above. I'm sorry, this is like a, a little step above the ozeki, like the basic ozeki. This one we're trying. Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? Yeah, so this is a step above little, basic ozeki. Little notch. Okay. Yeah. Futsushu is like um, if you're like talking riesling. There's Qualistat, and then uh, Cabinet, then Spätlese and Auschlese. Well, this is like cabinet version of Riesling. It's like the, or Qualistat. It's the lowest rated. Okay. Uh, but it is rated. Saki, that's so, rated. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so uh, we have every style, essentially, a jungle gym that's made. They, there's one style, uh, Hakatsuro uh, draft sake. And uh, we have one that's just flash pasteurized. There's a version that's only sold in Japan, or you have to keep it refrigerated all the time, okay. that we don't sell. It's like non-pasteurized, but that one has to be refrigerated at all times, and we don't have a refrigerator section. Okay. So that's really literally the only style of sake that we don't have on hand at any given time. And then you did mention alcohol levels. It's a, these are all going to be about like drinking wine. Well, these are, these are going to be from 15% on the low end to 19% on the high end. So traditionally, right. table wine is in the 125 13% uh, maybe 15%. So this right. is like uh, more comparable alcohol content-wise to port. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. It's because there's, a, there's actually uh, a style called Honjozo, which is fortified. They add about 10% alcohol, neutral grain okay. spirit to it right. to kick up the alcohol level. And, you know, it's... It actually reduces the cost of the sake in a way because um, you're, you're increasing the volume and the alcohol content with with spirits. Okay. So a little more than wine, but nothing like, I mean, I feel like I've heard people say like, oh, sake's so strong, I can't handle it. 
No. Well, that's why you don't drink a lot of. That's why we have these little tiny glasses. Cool. Okay. Point too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, are we, should we crack it? I first think we should one? start drinking. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. That's going to okay. get the ideas well, flowing. I like just, it when your employer you suggests you Let's start drinking. <laughs> I think I am going to do the wine glass. It just feels more natural. Maybe I've got a little more of a wine background. It just feels, the wine glass feels good to me. Thank you, sir. We got it all going I like the sound on, of yeah. my wood cup. It's like kind of a nice little, Okay. So I'm like, all right, that smells familiar. That's my first thought here in my my little glass. Like, you know, again, mm-hmm. I would say most of my um, my knowledge is around like Geki Khan and Ozeki, like you said. So I'm like, oh, this kind of reminds me of that scent, but I'm not sure what I should be necessarily smelling for. So it's it's mild, has soft florals. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, you know, it's it's got a little bit of alcohol floating off the top. Mm-hmm. But there's also a uh, little umami notes to it. Wow. Oh. You can get a little baked bread, a uh, little, little yeasty. Okay. Maybe brioche. Okay, I can see that a little bit. I definitely get, and I get that little, like, little spark of alcohol. Like it's, uh, like it's burning off the top a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's, you can Wild. see why this one would be okay if it was served warm. Sure. Because it's not like a, if you're heating up a sweet wine like some of the, the lightly sweet styles are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, Dryish, and and would go would pair well with with sake. I mean, with uh, sushi or uh, nigiri. Okay, whatever you like. Right. Yeah, cool. that was my next question. Let's make sure we talk about what things pair with because again, my goal for this thing and probably for your course, which I won't be part of at all, is um, that customers can walk in and say, you know, I was going to come in and get wine today, but why don't I just get some sake instead? So really, I want people to leave from listening to this feeling a little more comfortable just to pick up. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because we actually are pairing with the international department. They're setting up a food display with items designed to pair from Asia, from Japan and other parts of the world with what we're doing that day for uh, for the sake tasting. So we're going to have Japanese food uh, selection by the international uh, department um, on display on racks next to the the sake that we're going to be pouring on on the Saturday. Cool. So this, I guess, listening to this would be like a primer. Exactly right. That event. Exactly. Like, okay. I could not put it better myself. So you'll be able to drink and try some of the snacks, or are they oh. just available there? Well, I, I think we're, we're actually going to do that. Yeah, we're, Great. We're, we always set up uh, kind of um, like if we do a wine tasting, we set up bread and cheese and charcuterie board. So we're going to do the same thing, but, you know, with uh, an Asian twist because. Okay. That's fun. Oh, so I haven't drank. Yeah, yeah. I have tried is it gone. Yet. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells good. Hmm, sake. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I'm just happy to be drinking sake. It's just what Love you'd it. expect. It, yeah. It just you can just feel a little bit of the alcohol floating off the mm-hmm. top. Yeah. It's got a, like a hint of sweetness there. Mm-hmm. I like yep. that. Yeah. Okay, so and I have that's, to ask. Oh, that's, that's like a, a mid-teens version. That's like 17.99, I think. Okay. Right in that range. Right? Nice. That's a big bottle, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, something I want to ask, and I meant to ask this before in our uh, wine tasting segments, too, but I saw you do it now. So when you swish it in your mouth, what is, what's the why there? You know, like why... Why do I do that? Yeah, and, and, and I would assume it's not just you. I was, I feel like that's like an expert move. Yeah. You know, it was like when I was first swirling beer around, the beer guys were like, yeah, you definitely should do that. And I was like, oh, it's not just to be fancy, yeah. right? No, no. 
we were talking about aerating, and when you get a wine, uh, you do that because you want to get some oxygen into it. And mm -hmm. it's for this, I just want to get get it to open up a little bit, see what it has to offer, see what parts of my palate impacts. Am I feeling acidity on the side to the back of my tongue, which I am? Yeah. Am I getting the you know, the alcohol like up into the the uh, the back of uh, my sinuses? Yes. Um, is there like a grainy finish? Yes. You know. Just, okay. I've always been so curious, and I feel like my role here today is going to be more of the, so I'm afraid to ask this question when I'm at the event. So hopefully <laughs> now everyone, again, has a primer yeah. for this yeah. actual event. No, a, I hope nobody actually feels that way, but I'll no, take the first step. What can I, I I'm telling you, the people who are going to be pouring there, I'll be there too, but, but the, uh, the people from the, the wholesalers, this is the, the product that they specialize in and mm -hmm. sell, They'll be answer be able to answer any question and then some. That's amazing. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so curious. I mean, I, I they feel probably like guess I'm, your weight and age too. <laughs> that's cool too. I'm uh, challenge accepted. Country of origin. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna dye my hair a little so bit then. Just and because I, I think that's really important. The swishing, the swirling, and you said it great. But it's like we all know that the nose is a, is one of the main components of of taste. Yeah, it is and, the main component. Okay, so it's the <laughs> so it smells the main component, and then you mentioned even in the high level sommelier experiences, they have five minutes to taste a wine, and most of that is smelling the wine. Oh, it's, it's the first thing you do is look at it, try to see if there's any any obvious issues, like is there any dissolved CO two? What's the color around the meniscus, the rim of the glass? Um, is it is it cloudy? Uh, the color will tell you how old a wine is, uh, what the varietal is. It was Asian oak or uh, not. Um, so the tasting is like, you, know, you get to the tasting at some point. Yeah. So th that you, whole you idea. Only, you only taste it once. And, you know, the next yeah. thing is like uh, checking the bouquet, you know, getting a, a feel for um, the flavors that are being offered. You can pick up almost everything that you're going to taste if you have a little bit of, spend a little time on it. Then once you decided, you know, what you what the wines told you from from uh, visual inspection and and nosing it, then you taste it, and the tasting is just to confirm what you were you were getting before. It might add something that you didn't pick up on the nose, or it might give you some kind of uh, uh, element that just tells you it's something entirely different. You're on the wrong track, and you have a little bit of time to think about it. And there's your five minutes. Yeah, pretty cool. So that that's what that is. When you bring it in your mouth, you're then you're aerating it again as you're, as you're wafting up, wafting it up mm -hmm. into your nasal passage. I know it doesn't sound very good, but, no, but it's, that's, that's why they the do that. That's, that's what that is about. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, that's all you said it, but I like to just really drive it home. I want people to know yeah. that that's not something you do to be fancy. It's really a way to experience the product. Yeah. Um, that's all I feel like the fancy. fanciness kind of comes with it, right? Because when you become an expert on something, people who are not experts often, Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that sounds like a good one. You like that? Yeah, I would like that a lot. Is that what we're trying to yeah, pronounce yeah. Speaking of fancy. But, yeah, but you, it gets addicting. I mean, once you start experiencing the smell of a product, it just you just can't resist it. Thank you, sir. All right, so what do we have next here that we so just poured out? This is the Hanjozo. This one has a little bit of 10% alcohol added to okay. it. So this is, um, let's see, Funaguchi Namaginshu Original Gold Hanjozo. It's fun because it's a it's a can, but uh, <laughs> it's you can see it's also clear. You're not you might notice that uh, unless it's barrel aged, sake tends to be clear. You know, there is yeah. there's such a thing as barrel aged sake, and 
we've had a couple of them, but we don't. I don't think we have any right now. I didn't actually look for one today because I wasn't going to okay. get in that direction. It's it's similar to there's a, a style of Japanese uh, liqueur liquor called Shaojin, and it's kind of like sake um, with. Uh, a beef bouillon sherry kind of note. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of good, actually. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it is interesting. That sounds what, Does sake change color if it goes bad? Does it pick up any color? Like if it's. Well, I mean, if anything, when it oxidizes, will yellow a little bit. Okay. I've, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen sake so damaged okay. like that. that. It actually changed color. Yeah. Okay. And then since we're talking about this, how long does sake last? This is different than wine. How long does sake last? That's a good once question. you bring it home. The sake, to me, sake is more like, more like beer. We have like high-end, we, we turn ours over like every week. And it's, nothing lasts very long. Um, but sake is, you don't want to age sake for, you know, 30 years like you, you would a high-end uh, wine or 15 years like you would for a high-end Chardonnay. Uh, recommend drinking it, you know, like kind of like beer within like, you know, a certain okay. brew date. Okay. But even, so that's unopened, but... Open sake even will last. Oh yeah, open sake, it's it doesn't have you know the oxidation issues that wine does. Which so if good. you steal it and keep it in the refrigerator, Absolutely. you know I feel like you know two weeks would be fine. Yeah, so wine is quick. I mean, yeah. two or three days. You know, depending on your level of interest in watching the, de- <laughs> the decline happen and want to experience that. But sake is great. A couple of weeks in the fridge, you can keep working off of it. So that's it. a big selling point to me. I yeah, it really is. It's something I didn't even think about, too. So this has a much more intense floral bouquet. Okay. There's a little more funk on this one, I feel like. A little bit. Yeah, this fun. one really... Yep. What would, that, what would that funk be, do you think? Well, I mean, it had alcohol added to it. And it's a different oh. style. Wow. Um, mm. Let's see what it tastes Good. like. Sorry, I jumped in early. No, I'm please. Excited. I didn't see it, so it didn't count. Hmm. <laughs> Sweeter, yeah. yeah. You definitely get a little more of that alcohol mm-hmm. taste. It, it doesn't taste like Moscato, but it, it does taste um, lightly sweet with um, uh, a silkier finish. Mm-hmm. This one, this one's just softer all the way through, even though it's higher alcohol. And alcohol shows its sweetness on the palate. Ah. So the other one was about fifteen percent. This one's nineteen. Okay. This is nice, so I could sip on this. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I could too. I was, you know, when I was smelling it at first, I was like, "Oh, this smells a little more dangerous." But it actually, like you said, it goes down very smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, this one has it's a little bit hot on the top of your tongue, like in the tip, yeah. the front top of your tongue. Yeah, a little a little zing on the edge there. Yeah. It's like electric. That's a whole other thing that t- we don't have to get into it. But the tongue has all these zones on it, and mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it picks up different things. I mean, I don't know all that stuff, but there's I know a whole it's, different it's worth talking about. Yeah, there's a point. whole different awful <laughs> episode where it's just me laying my tongue in food <laughs> products and describing. That's areas. really good. That is really good. Hmm. And the, why is it in a can? Is there any significance of that one being in a can versus a bottle, or is that style always in a can? Or no, no, that just happened to be. I didn't want to get one of the big. We do some larger bottles okay. of Hanjozo. We actually had a, a special on one back around Christmas time, like ordinarily forty dollars, and we had it for like nineteen ninety nine. Okay. We had like three cases of it. Cool, yeah. nice. That's awesome. So, and the price on that little guy, gotcha. just for curiosity. Oh, curiosity. Um, nine ninety nine, eight ninety nine. Okay, okay. A little more intense, a little smaller package. I'm into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Bring that. I'm to not going to open all these. I'm sorry, guys, but this is something that would be fun. <laughs> this is nigori, a nigori sake. Is the one that a lot of people 
are they look at it and they're like, "What's going on here?" Let me pour a little in your glass. Oh, this here. is going to be my question. Is it, not, is it it's an unfiltered one? Yes. Well, there is no such thing as unfiltered sake. It's lightly filtered. <laughs> Believe me, if it was unfiltered, it'd be sludge. Oh, okay. Oh. This is the way sake was made um, 200 years ago. There was no filtering process. Okay, so they maybe let some of the set stuff settle or something like that and did it that way. So mm-hmm. a, a loose. Yeah, so this is what you would have seen then. This is more, this is, I, I like unfiltered, lightly filtered sake, nagori sake. It has a little more texture, has uh, oh, cool. more bouquet, and it's, um, for a regular sake, a little bit sweeter and a little bit, not sugary, but um, pretty, mm. just across the board. Yeah, this is, like this is more an aperitif sake. Oh, okay. Now you're oh. talking about language. <laughs> Say the A word. <laughs> what are my favorites? <laughs> mm. Oh. You really get the rice on the finish on that one because the particles are still in there. Really oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. You could drink. See, that, yeah. that looks like, what am I drinking here? But right. In the end, it's, it's really, rice milk. It's really yeah. the nicest yes. one of the three. I absolutely really agree. Nice. Is there a banana? I feel like sometimes I always say banana. Exactly but that right. Tastes like ah, a little tropical nice fruit. Tropical. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I was thinking like a little mm-hmm. fruity something on the end, mango on the front end. Yeah. A little mango, a little banana. Mm. It's funny because I don't smell that as much as I taste it, though, which is kind of interesting. I get you. We get more on this one. Yeah, than you went on that one. Okay, this is delicious. Okay, I think so far this is my favorite of the three we've tried. Not I don't I'm think I've ever had. I think that's my first time I've had an agori sake, believe it or not. But I know it's really popular and people really like I it. I think the last time I had sake this color, I was like 15 in Colorado <laughs> and probably shouldn't have been drinking it. <laughs> Let's do a little. Sorry, mom. Yeah. Just yeah. kidding. You were the one that fed it to around. me. And then poured in. Gotta do the rinse, baby. Mm. Oh, formal etiquette for sake? Like the Tommy dining sake where, you know, with a... Uh-huh. That's, that's all part of the, the Japanese culture as far as, you know, being polite and being... Um, Hold on, before we go into it, not that I don't want you to ask it, but just since you're not on mic, is, and that's the other camera still okay, right? I think there should be plenty of space, but I just want to make sure. Okay. So, but okay. I was just saying, let's just take so it back talk, and let's ask Talk it again. about it, but I got you. Yeah. Okay, here, let me just give you a little of this. I'll take a little splash. So do we, are we going to ask that question? Yeah, I think we should just go yeah. ahead and do it now. Uh, something Lucky just mentioned off camera here, and since he doesn't have a mic, I'll just pretend like I thought of this. What is the, what, can you talk at all about like the proper serving etiquette for this? I know so, we're kind of having fun with it today, but. Okay, so um, this is not an area of expertise for me, That's okay. you particularly, can but I will tell you <laughs> that I know that when you go to like uh, a very formal Japanese restaurant like Matsuya's, they have tatami dining and they have very, very uh, correct formal, like two hands on the cup and you place it down, you make a, a certain turn so it's facing the person who you're serving. It's, it's all very stylized. And um, if I knew more about it, I would share it, but it is of the the culture of sake cool which is um everywhere in, like like the different styles of sake range from peasant sake to aristocratic sake and it's the same thing we can have it as friends you know like at a bar watching something or we could have it as part of a, a very formal dinner 
with very precise uh, traditions and customs. I love that. Cool. I think that's so much fun about this too. I love that there's all these, mm -hmm. all these like different aspects to it. Again, something that I find so interesting about, and this has been a big takeaway for me doing the show is that there's so many things that kind of get overlooked in American culture because we're very much like point A, point B. And I, what I find so fascinating in these moments is that like there's a little bit of a mystique to it, right? Like there's there's some deeper meaning to why we're doing the things we are. And I'm kind of hoping that the audience picks up on that a little bit. And I'm hoping that we can kind of inject those things into our modern culture, you know, slow it down a little bit. That's my post-COVID uh, wokeness coming out. Do you <laughs> know what it. I mean? <laughs> yeah. And we forgot to do this in the, the hot pot episode, but what should we be saying when we are drinking together? Oh, that's a great question. Kampai? That's the that's I, think, I think that's the uh, that is the I have the I have the softest clink at the table. Come by. Come by. Right? So, so this is this is Namazaki. So. Just in case I'm wrong, I'm like, yes, Jimmy. <laughs> so the Hakatsuro draft is Namazaki style. Okay. And if I mentioned before, that's unpasteurized. Mm. This particular one is flash pasteurized. It has the shortest pasteurization you can have and still not be have to be refrigerated. So this is uh, this is like almost beer. I was gonna say this one seems the least interesting, the least nuanced of all the ones we've tried. Yep. And I'm, not, I'm not it's, sure we've even gotten a nuance, but well, it's it's low alcohol. Okay, it's yep. it doesn't have any anything in it. It's just like flash pasteurized and bottled. Yeah, yeah. interesting. It's sort of uh, how shall I say in the nice way, uh, flat maybe is a descriptor. It's, it's like it's, if you look at an EQ, that's how I'm visualizing it. I was like, okay, there's not a lot of but it's good. Yeah. This you is know. like after cutting like said, the grass kind of thing, like crack one of these open after cutting the grass and Yeah, exactly. Like, Refreshing nice and cold. <laughs> quick <laughs> out of the way. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Cheers. Come pie, excuse me. I hope I said that one right. Mm-hmm. Well, if not, you can send us an email, podcast at junglegyms.com <laughs> and let us know how we said that wrong. We'd like to be correct and accurate and kind. So it I just still good. I just wanted to hit the highlights there. We we tried uh, Honjodo, which is a fortified sake, 10% alcohol added. We tried a Nagori sake, which is lightly filtered. We tried a Futsushu, which is a sake that can either be served uh, with uh, a little chill, room temperature, or warmed. And then a Hakatsuro Namazaki sake, which is always served cold, which is like uh, the lowest alcohol content and just very lightly pasteurized. I love it. Now... So, um, where was I going with this? Kind of lost my train of thought. For we a were second. always waving at customers, which yes. is my favorite part about this. So I yes. know, it, I, and that's that's the that's my me being here all the time. I'm like, all right, now I can wave and talk. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm explaining it for the audience. We love this, and so if you're a customer, please feel free to come wave, take pictures, whatever. Right, right. We want to educate all of you on this too. Oh yeah, get him, get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess in in uh, summing up a little bit. We're going to have all these kinds of sake and more. We're going to have uh, four tables, uh, five or six sake at each table. Okay. It'll be from 1 to 3 p.m. on Saturday the 26th. Love it. Wristbands will be $10. We'll have uh, Japanese snacks and food suggestions. Uh, we'll have a little bit of uh, sushi roll. Um, we're going to have the door to the, the fine wine cellar open. That's where we, you know, it'll be all in that area right next to the cellar. 
and um, it'll be the most fun you can have with your clothes on. <laughs> Challenge accepted again. That sounds great. I wanted to ask a quick question because I saw us playing with the purple bottle, and uh, since yeah. I am we not secretly 10 years old. Oh, um, did I, did, I did open it oh, well, while you were talking. I this wanted. is the highest expression of stocky, Junmai Daiginjo. Oh, okay. uh, cool. That was going to be my next question. So, all right, great. Which that is, are we talking polish at this point? Where, is this, this, is, this, is, this is, has the most uh, polish on the outside. It has no spirits added, no brewer's alcohol. It's just koji rice, water, and yeast. Okay. Simple. And this is served lightly chilled. And this is one that I forgot because Jimmy opened it. Yeah, well, you were talking for me. I appreciate that moving. And we had it set off to the side. Now I'm into that. This one smells fun. And then a lot of times I bring, when I go get sushi, I'll bring the bottle of sake with me Jeez. at the place I always go. I yeah. don't know. So you can certainly do that. I don't know what you pick, but I get usually a basic one, maybe a, a step above this one and just keep mm -hmm. it simple. Sure. Oh, Junmai or uh, a Ginjo, you know, this is, this, all Junmai Dai Ginjo means is pure rice uh, and 50% of the rice kernel polished down and no uh, additional alcohol added. Okay. Just your clinking tables. Mm. Hmm. Now, huh. this is nice. Very complex, but subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Had a nice long finish. It's rich on the palate. Yeah, kind of. Good acidity. It stays yeah. around. Could, but this is a nice, this is a nice, nice bottle. So this acidity, is a, a half-size bottle, and it's uh, about $20. Okay. And it's got that kind of, like, floral, fruity smell, too, which I exactly really right. like about that. It almost, it was funny, because I was joking in my, to myself that I saw a purple bottle. I'm like, oh, it almost has a bit of, like, a grapey kind of flavor to it or scent to it rather this you mentioned uh, yeah. one of the other it had from? a little bit of a tropical note to it right. mm -hmm. this had that tropical note but it's it's less pronounced and it has a longer finish this yeah. kind of like continues to evolve a little bit after you take a sip of sure. it sure yeah you mentioned oh sorry. sorry no no please no you mentioned acidity where does acidity come from when we're talking about rice so you can acidify things you can add a little acid or it's a natural component of uh, the items being uh, fermented. Okay. In this case, that's what what you're looking okay. at. As it's far as I know, the... there's there's no allowance for acidifying sake. Okay. Well, thank God. And it's low <laughs> acid, but you know it's still there. You can, if it didn't have any acid, you'd be in serious trouble. Yeah. It's really really smooth. I think this is like you know again I'm just, I know I'm speaking somewhat from a place of ignorance, but. It's probably the smoothest thing I think we've tasted today. And I love yeah, the lengthy fi finish on it. It's kind of impressive. I mean, it's really lingering. And so, st stupid stuff, but so the sake is a section within the beer and wine department. So we've Correct. got aisle after aisle. We've got oh, the yeah. closeout section. We've got the fine wine section, the cellar. We've got the you know California wines, all this stuff. There is a section of the department that's just all the sake and, yes. I, and so maybe the soju and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, when you're at the aisle, don't hold me. But at both this. stores, there's a there's a yeah, dedicated a, a, absolutely an island at least. I think it's aisle nine. Okay, and um, one side, uh, one half of the section, uh, actually two thirds is sake, and uh, one third is soju. Soju is spirits, and that's typically Korean. We also have a little shochu, which okay. is the Japanese version of soju. Oh, okay. Um, 
We have every single style available right there. We have about eight flavors of soju um, and then classic un- unflavored, also in Japanese and Korean style. Okay. That's beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. I thought of a question. All right. So this is a higher end one. Is there some, and I feel like this is such a Jungle Gyms thing, is there some absurdly over-the-top sake that we've got in the building? Good question. No, as a matter of fact, I think the most expensive sake we have for a standard size bottle is uh, about $44. Oh, okay. Is, uh, now, is there, maybe the way I should word this is, is there, is that, does that product even exist? Is there oh, some yeah. like, okay. Like barrel-aged sake. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure if anybody is carrying it. Uh, they offer us everything because, you know, that's our thing. Um, I've seen barrel aid sake maybe once or twice, but I don't think we have any in the house right now. Okay, but you know, so it does exist. I'm sure Jungle's listening, so I'm gonna have to go find out. Jungle, yeah. we'll, we'll bring him in for the next Let's tasting too. But in general, maybe sake. You know, wine has these soaring prices and all this stuff, and yep. great wines are considered to be so expensive. But maybe you can have great sake that you don't have to spend a fortune. Oh no, on. sake is is still a great value, but it's it's because it's made. Like we said, it's it's made in a, a very simple process. It doesn't require, you know, four years of aging and two thousand dollar a pop uh, French yeah, oak. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. a lot of the cost involved with wine is because uh, the grapes cost so much to grow, and the barrels cost so much that you age the wine in. And okay, it's just, this is imagine paying forty dollars for um, two cans of beer, right? That's about what you're looking at price point-wise and volume-wise, you know, for sake, for the most okay. expensive sake. It's okay. still yeah. expensive considering how it's made and how long it takes to make right. in the process. Right. But as, a, as an option, it's a very accessible option price-wise to very, drink. Very and it's very enjoyable. And, and it goes as, with all kinds of stuff. As we've just experienced today, it's completely versatile. Yeah. You know, anything from just, like, popping open a draft sake, like, enjoying that on its own really quick, to really savoring in the Gori sake or Jumai Daigenjo sake with, uh, with a meal. And we were even, there's one at the Eastgate store, I think we carry it here though too, that um, they were saying this one would be great with a steak. We actually have that one here too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's got a picture of a cow on it. It's called cowboy sake. Yeah. It's, made in, <laughs> Good it's made in Japan. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very dry style um, Daigenjo. I mean, it's a little expensive, 40, whatever, 38. Yeah, it, that's the $45 one. But it's great. And it, you would never think to drink yeah. it with red meat. And, no. Uh, you know, no. it's fantastic. Now so I'm there's like so much it. versatility. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. Well, even just, you know, again, for someone like me who really had not very much knowledge in this at all, just noticing in the couple that we tried today how wide a variance there was in the taste, the scent, everything. And now I really want to try the cowboy sake. I feel like that'd be great yeah. mistake. That's good. All right. That's good. I'm here. I'll bring in some A5 Wagyu. We'll get wild with it, boys. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. This is secretly just so we can feed each other on the show Why all the not? time. The audience will learn, but that's also cool. Is there anything else? I don't know. What yeah, else? Any, any big ones, Michael? Anything else? I know we, we well, plugged. Well, you know, I, did, I do have to mention some other event upcoming just real quick. We've got our uh, Wednesday night back that glass up um, next Wednesday night from 5 to 8 at both stores. Um, we've got pint night every Friday night. And um, we also have a Jungle Gyms beer that uh, Ferdinand Schneed has been working on. It'll be the second uh, edition of a, a specially brewed beer. I think it's uh, Mole, right? 
Yes, we actually. So funny enough, yeah, that episode just came out. So beautiful. I'm calling. I'm secretly calling it Holy Mole. Holy Mole. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they agreed with my name or not, but we'll find out. That comes out on that's Friday the 25th, right? Right. right. So we're gonna have a very jungle themed weekend. Very busy weekend. I'm excited. All right. Beautiful. Thanks for your time, Michael. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, Jimmy. Thank you for coming down too. I always love having you do these things too. Thanks for inviting me in. I'm glad to help and talk and learn. I love it too. Well, I think it's fun. We should do this every Wednesday. We should. Oh, that would be fun. I'd be into that, guys. Mm. But we'll, we'll talk Wine about it Wednesdays. off air. Or, you know what, if you all have a suggestion or some request that you'd like us to uh, to cover, I would love to invite these gentlemen back in, of course. Hit me up, podcast at junglegyms.com. Or if you want to have your voice heard, I'll put it on the show. Country code one, area code five one three, rest of the number six seven four six eight five five. Leave me a voicemail. And gentlemen, yeah. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. Mine's gone. <laughs> it's it's like an them. underwhelming, it's like thud. <laughs> Thank you, Michael and Jimmy. Both of you equally thanked uh, for taking the time and joining me to do this. It's always fun. I love the questions that we get going here, and I'm hoping the audience agrees with me too. Um, I would absolutely be interested in doing this every week with you all, or at least, you know, every other week so that we keep the content varied. But it was a lot of fun, and I hope you all enjoyed learning a little bit about sake and some of the aspects of it. And and this is just, you know, again, the goal was to give you a base layer, just like uh, how they used to talk about tanning when before we knew tanning was going to ruin your life. You know, you just get a little base layer in there so that when, when you go... You don't get burned, although you can't get burned by sake. But the point is, you know a little bit now so that you don't go in as a total noob, as the kids say. Okay? You're welcome. And I actually thank you for me, too, because I really didn't know anything until I did this whole bit. As always, I want to thank all of you who have been tuning into the show with me. I'm having a great time, and I really hope you all are, too. As always, I like to offer this up because I'd like you all to feel like you're a part of the show, and I want to shepherd the content, or, you know, I want to just shepherd the content, and I want to make sure it's the content you want. So, of course, always reach out to me, podcast at junglegyms.com. I'm eagerly anticipating your emails and other forms of outreach, okay? Well, like I said, I'm having a great time. I hope you are, too. It's time to get to work, okay? On that, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.